Guys, hello. The time has finally come. Um, I, I have a voice again. It's it's still not up to par a hundred percent, but it's back. Um throat still does not feel well. Uh but you know, I'm here. You guys I owe you an episode. I owe you like five episodes. Um thank you for waiting. Thank you for being patient. Um, I'll upload this, like, as soon as I'm done recording it, and then I'll upload, or, and then I'll still upload on Friday. Uh, but before we get into things, I have been looking into making and selling merch. So, with that being said, I have no idea what I'm doing, but my friend Bailey, um, brought it up to me and she was like hey you should totally make merch like I think that that'd be really cool and I was like yeah um but I don't know what I'm doing so if you know anything about merch go ahead and contact me um so far I've just gone on a few websites and like mock made like t-shirts and phone cases and stickers and all that jazz um but I I don't know, like, so far I've just put my logo on things, but Bailey mentioned that I should put, uh, so, um, anyways, on, like, the back of a t-shirt or something, because I say that all the time. But if you have any other things that I say all the time, or that you think would be funny on a t-shirt, please send me that, and I will 100% credit you. Uh, when I open up the website to sell the merch... Uh, I'm going to automatically credit my friend Lauren, who made the logo for this podcast. Um, definitely going to credit her because our logo is going to be on everything. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just all, all the merch things, do that for me, please. So, today, we're going to talk about primarily one case, um, but because it's unsolved... I'm going to tell you a smaller, I mean, it's not a smaller case, but I'm going to tell you a less detailed uh, case that is solved. That was kind of, not just recently solved, but kind of just recently solved. So, uh, yeah, today I am crocheting these little 13 by 15 uh, squares, 13 chains by 15 single crochet rows. Um, they're black and white. Like, one set's black and one set's white. I'm doing 50 of each um, because I'm making a really cool cardigan. Um, it's kind of a surprise, so I'm not really, like, telling a lot about it. But just know it's based off of a photo of a kitchen from 1920. That's all you gotta know. But, you know, let's go. I also very much need to get a good mic, so as soon as I am finished with this episode, I'm going to go on Amazon and look for mics, because I am so sick and tired of balancing my phone on top of 10 books, um, and I always try to, like, when I stop the recording and start it again, I always try to make sure that it's in the same, like, the phone's in the same spot, or else my voice sounds different, um, like, from different distances, distances and stuff, uh, so... Yeah, definitely looking into a mic that I can just, like, clip onto my computer um, so that, you know, we don't have that issue. 
But anyways, here's the Dolly Madison Bakery murders. Shout out to my Aunt Ashley for um, bringing this up to me because I had no idea what it was before. Uh, so, on September 4th, 2002, around 7.55pm, a truck driver stopped at the Dolly Madison Bakery in Great Bend, Kansas to make a routine delivery and discovered customer Mary Drake and employee Mandy Alexander found... they English, wow. Um, the truck driver found their bodies in the store. So, Mary was 79 at the time and Mandy was 24. And they were both lying face down in pools of blood in the office area at the back of the store. Um, and they both had their throats cut. Something so brutal about, like, throat slashing. I don't know why. Like, I used to not be able to have people touch my neck. Uh, Matthew in high school thought it was really funny uh, to try to touch my neck. And I would literally, like, have an entire seizure. Um, and yeah, I can make that joke because I actually do have Caesar, Caesars, Caesar salads. Um... I had the salad from Wendy's last night. It was an apple, their apple pecan salad. It was really good. Uh, I also had a baked potato and it was nasty. Uh, and you cannot get a baked potato anywhere in Hayes and it's really sad. Or a cup of soup. Um, Hayes, do better, please. Thank you, God. Um, money from the cash register was missing, but Mary's purse and wallet were sitting on the counter next to the cash, cash register with a loaf of bread. So, it's believed that the killer had robbed the store and killed Mandy while she was working and uh, took her back to the office area so that she was out of, out of sight. And then Mary came in a bit later to buy, like, her groceries for the week or from the bakery. And she was killed, too, uh, for being a witness. Uh, and the worst part about this murder, besides the murder part, is that the killer was never found. Um... But when police released a sketch of the person of interest, an employee from a motel not far away from the bakery recalled that a man fitting that description had checked in on September 4th. And uh, when he checked out the next morning, he had shaved his head. I don't know about you, but in all my manic episodes ever, I've never gone to a motel and shaved my head and then walked out the next day. Or two days later. Um, So... Yes, I've cut my hair. Not in a motel. I am not trying to be linked to any crime with my hair particles being at the scene. No, thank you, sir. Um, so, suspicious already. But, that, or the description for the suspect was a white male, 30 to 35 years old, standing at about 6'1", uh, weighing about 175 pounds with light brown to, bl- light brown to blonde collar length hair. Um, basically just described my boyfriend, uh, except dark brown hair. Um, other than releasing the person of interest sketch, the investigators on the case released very few details regarding the homicide, not even a cause of death. Yeah, I know that people are trying to like, you know, save the public from hearing, you know, bad, gross, grotesque details, but I think that people also deserve to know that the way someone was murdered in their hometown, I don't know, um, I just became crucially aware of how nasally my voice is right now. (sighs) And no, it's not COVID, don't freak out, guys. Um, the worst part about, like, getting sick during a pandemic is that if it's not COVID, nobody cares. 
But if it is COVID, you're shunned. Uh, rightfully so. Like, don't come near me. But um, I'm also in pain. And I'm also struggling. So please care about me. Um, I lost my spot. Ha ha ha. Oh, almost a month later, um, after the murders, when two suspects in a series of multi-state sniper attacks were arrested, local police called or checked for a possible link between the two cases. Uh, It wasn't until then that they released the women were killed with a sharp object. Um, Yeah, they had their throats slit. I imagine they weren't killed with a shoe. Uh, That's not funny. Making a joke about murder. It's not funny. Um, But I bet you laughed. The police did so without warning the families, but they all felt the information needed to be known. Yeah, it probably needed to be known a couple months ago, sir. Um, Jump ahead to November 2008. Police released a freeze-frame image from a videotape recorded in a nearby business on the day of the murders. The man from the videotape was located out of state and was cooperating with the law enforcement. The reason he was tagged as a person of interest was the clothing he was wearing and his proximity to the scene at the time. He was wearing a black t-shirt with the words heads above the rest and a cap featuring a maple leaf. Uh, sounds like a Gravity Falls character. With, er, which all closely matched a description given by someone who saw a person locking the front door of the business that evening. Authorities say that he's always going to be a person of interest, like many others, and they said that he, they hadn't ruled him out as a suspect. Um, or they hadn't ruled him out of the picture, but he wasn't considered a suspect. They just wanted to talk to him because I think that he would have some information about the murders. So the day after the photo from the tape was released, the man called in and said, you don't need to look for, for me anymore. I'm the guy in the video and I didn't do the homicide. Um, and they believed him because why wouldn't you? Uh, and although they didn't find the killer that day, they were able to get more information on the case. Um, I also found an interview with a friend of Mandy Alexander and in it, she talks about how Mandy wasn't even supposed to work that day, but another employee had called in and she just picked up the shift. Um, I also found out that Mandy was a mother, too, and had only been working at the bakery for three days. What the heck? <laughs> um, the friends said that law enforcement had interviewed over 600 people and have yet to come up with a suspect. And all respect, hear me out. All respect to those who are trying to solve murders because I know it can't be easy. I can sit here and be like, oh, well, you could have done that and you could have checked on that. And like in my future career, I will be doing things like this and I guarantee I will mess up. Um, But I feel like there comes a point when pride gets in the way and small town police try really hard to solve something uh, that they just don't have the resources to, to do and... Um, then something like this happens where they're like, no, I've got it. I don't need the FBI. Uh, and then, you know, however many years later, 18 years later, it's still unsolved and they're nowhere close to getting a, a murderer tagged to the scene. You know what I mean? Um, my heating is about to turn on and it's about to be really loud, but this is already a train wreck. So it's just going to add to the humor of it uh my friend my friend mandy no that's not true the friend of mandy also brought up the fact that she was going through a divorce and had been for quite a while um but the ex as 
whoa. The ex-husband had been cleared of the murder, but the media took the idea and ran with it, claiming that the divorce was very fresh, even though it wasn't, and it was civil. Uh, the current boyfriend was also looked into and cleared, and the friend goes on to say that around 6 o'clock, a customer was going into the bakery to purchase something, um, and as they were walking up to the front door, a man came out of the bakery and turned to lock the door. The friend said that she just assumed um, that they, the man could hear someone walking up and thought to quickly pretend to own the place, um, and the man told the person that was walking up to the store, they're closed, and walked away. Excuse me. I got a little uh, acid reflux. Um, so he could have been the murderer that, uh, had just done those two killings. And then he was like, oh crap, I got a skedaddle. Uh, we'll pretend this place is closed. And the person just, you know, believed it. Um, so Great Van being such a small town, the customer thought nothing about it and just left. And it wasn't until the next day when the news came on that the customer called in the suspicious, suspicious activity and gave a description of the man, which is all they have to go off of now. So, the friend also believes that Mandy and Mary weren't targeted. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, which I think is one of the scariest, like, ways to be murdered. Like, obviously being murdered is being murdered. Like, you know, you you don't get to choose which one's worse. But I feel like with targeted attacks, sometimes you may know that it's about to happen in... It's like, would you rather know you're about to die or would you not? Um, I would. I want to know the exact time and place that I'm going to die. But that's just me being a planner. Um, But I feel like those random attacks are the ones that scare me. The ones that make me think like, oh, hey, um, I could be murdered at any waking second or sleeping. um, And I won't know the person. I They won't know me. Um. Yeah, small tangent about my anxieties. Um, she, uh, the friend also said that they were in close contact with America's Most Wanted, but it fell through because the owners of the bakery refused to allow taping inside the store, which is a big screw you. Um, you can allow one day, two days of taping to help find the murder of two, one of your employees um, and one of your customers stupid um but yeah that's that's really about it on that case and it's it's frustrating because for so long this case has gone unsolved and sadly it's one of those cases that I truly don't think will ever be solved um had they done the right work in the beginning um got on America's Most Wanted right away got the word out super quickly I think that they probably could have at least gotten more answers than they have now but I I don't think it'll ever get solved, and that's me being really, uh, negative, but (laughs) I also said that about the Golden State Killer, though. Look what happened there. 2020 did something good. Um, and because I can't leave you on an unsolved case, I'll just throw on this one that was solved last year in 2020. Okay, so on December 9th, not 99th, on December 29th, in 1999, Loria Bible and Ashley Freeman spent the night together celebrating Ashley's 16th birthday. If you don't know what this is already, buckle up. So earlier that day, the two had gone to a local pizzeria in Welch, Oklahoma with Ashley's mother, Kathy. And later, around 5.30 a.m. on December 30th, a passerby called in 911 
called in to 911 to report that Freeman's house uh, had been engulfed in flames. And inside the home, the bodies of Ashley's parents, Kathy and Danny Freeman, were found. Law enforcement later was able to identify the virus arson. I'm going to take a quick break and get a drink because I'm getting vocal fry. Two seconds. It'll be so quick. Okay, I'm back. So initially, it was just thought or just found um, that Kathy's body was in the house uh, lying on the floor of her bedroom and she had been shot in the head. And it was suggested that Danny had killed his wife and fled with the girls. Um, But just a little sidebar. Um, Oddly, Loria's car was parked in the driveway and the keys were in the ignition almost like she was trying to get out and then was, uh, like, grabbed or something. Um, I don't know if that's, like, an older thing that you just leave your cars or your keys in the ignition, but I'm pretty sure it would kill your battery because your interior lights would turn on. Um, then again, I know nothing about cars except for how to drive them and how to occasionally check the oil, not as much as I should, Dad. Um, please don't yell at me. Um... Yeah, so later when Luria's parents were walking around the rubble, they discovered a second body, which ended up being Danny, um, who had also been shot in the head. So the parents of Luria are walking around the rubble that had already been raked over by, I'm pretty sure the Oklahoma Bureau of Investigation got involved, um... It's not called the OBI. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Their crime scene investigators got involved, and they couldn't find a body. But two random people off the street um, were able to find a body. Do better, Oklahoma. Do better. Um, But in 2010, the Freeman family initiated to have Ashley declared legally dead. Um, ten years after the murders, Tommy Sells and Jeremy Jones confessed to murdering the two, but later recanted their admissions, um, and they were already convicted of murder. Uh, Jeremy Jones claimed he murdered the Freeman's parents as a favor for a friend over a drug deal, um, and then took the girls to Kansas where he shot them and threw their bodies in an abandoned mine, and it went as far as to have, like, searches conducted and a statement was proven unfruitful, Um, That was clearly a copy and paste section right there. I do not use that word. Um, But that led Jones to admit that he had had lied to get better food and phone privileges in prison. Um, Which, like, yeah, I want better phone and food privileges, too, if I were in prison. Uh, But don't do that. That's rude. Uh, You're already convicted for murder, so I guess you don't care. But screw you, dude. Um, In April 2012, Ronnie Dean Busick age 66, was reported and arrested. Uh, He was later charged with four counts of first-degree murder for the four deaths, and two other suspects, Warren Philip Welch II, who died in 2007, and David Pennington, who died in 2015, were also identified. Uh, At least a dozen witnesses claimed that the three men had bragged about raping and murdering the Bible and Freeman girls, um, and went as far as taking Polaroid photos of the girls, Uh, Several other witnesses say that the three men killed the Freemans over drug money and that the girls were held captive in Welch's trailer for several days before being murdered. Um, A female witness who lived in Welch... uh, It's kind of confusing because one of the guy's names, last name's Welch, is Welch... Oh my gosh, English is not my first language, but it is. 
um one of the guy's last names is welch but also this happened in welch oklahoma um but a female witness who lived in welch oklahoma provided a statement saying he heard conversations um or she heard conversations between the three men where they disclosed the murder victims had owed money and that welch had a briefcase containing the photos that showed the girls bound and gagged with duct tape lying on the bed and philip welch the second was laying next to the girls um the female also said that the three claimed to have raped and tortured the girls before disposing of their remains in a pit or a mine shaft in pitcher oklahoma uh law enforcement believes that this location has been covered in concrete um in a public address the bible family stated that they had been aware of the alleged photographs and that they focused the only focus was finding the girls um, after Ronnie Busick was arrested, he told reporters that he wanted to speak to the Bibles. And on April 26, 2018, Loria's mother, Laureen, spoke with Busick, but he, he denied knowing the whereabouts of the daughter um, and Ashley Freeman. So Busick pleaded guilty on July 15, 2020 to being an ex- Excuse me. Being an accessory to first degree murder in the deaths of Danny and Kathy Freeman, arson, and the abduction and slayings of the two girls. Uh he admitted to having withheld information about the involvement of Welch and Pennington Welch and Pennington, and he was sentenced to fifteen years for the crime, with ten of the years to be spent in prison. Um, I'm not sure how that works. I don't know if that means like he's gonna do the thing where you leave for the day and come back at night. Uh I think he should be in there for 15 years um, the whole time. That sounds like a good plan. Um, but do we think that's that's enough time? Because I don't think that's enough time for murdering two girls and then keeping a secret for uh, 20, 21 years. Yeah, nope, no, I don't think that's enough time. But anyways, that those are the cases that I've been withholding from you guys because my voice has been uh, not there (laughs) i think that i'm on the down of the sickness um that just reminded me of the down with the sickness okay anyways um yeah i think i think we're on the down downhill of being sick uh my voice is back still really mucusy uh it's it's really fun i wake up in the morning can't breathe because i've got mucus everywhere uh that picture in your brain was probably great but I got four squares done um I have to have 50 of each so far I have 25 black uh and I took a break from those because I need to get more black yarn and then I have like 17 um white squares so we were trucking along um if you crocheted along with me I hope that you got far on your project um, now time to start working on Friday's murder, which is in four days. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to do maybe a few in one, uh, cause once again, this is shorter than I thought it would be, but you know what? Sometimes I do not have the time to do a 40 minute long episode. <laughs> also, I don't think that my voice would have been able to take that, <clears throat> so... I hope that you guys have a great morning, afternoon, and or evening. Um, please let me know if you have any cool ideas for merch. 
uh, I'm going to force Matthew to help me because he kind of knows a little bit about like design and how to work computers and all that jazz. Um, I'm going to go eat some lunch and I'm going to drink some more coffee and I'm going to crochet more and then I'm going to go to work and I'm supposed to go to the store to get some stuff for soup, but I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. You guys, I, I don't know anything anymore, okay? Um, stay safe, uh, lock your doors, and, you know, don't, don't talk to creepy men. Okay, goodbye.